Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. than yesterday. I'm not just avoiding a, a near-death experience by driving the wild streets of fucking New Jersey. Your voice was in my head yesterday when I was at that bar, that bat mitzvah doing... <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> I'm so was, honored already. Just, just because there was so much shit that was happening that I was just like... I, I wish I, I was I, I there could, with I you. I could just hear you. That's why I sent you those clips. <laughs> I didn't even get a chance to look at them. I was in a club. It's really not. I was in the club. I was up in the club. A couple things. Have you seen the video of that that little um, little? He's like a thirteen year old boy who's been who's been bullied um, by no. a, another school kid, and he kept calling him faggot. Oh Jesus! Where? I don't know where it is, but it is one of the. It was like. I think every homosexual who has viewed this thing cried and gave him like the standing ovation of a lifetime. Oh my so this God. little this th- this guy, some kid comes up and calls him faggot, 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 <gasps> and then the the kid is taller than this other guy, which is very odd for someone to uh, a, a smaller person to pick on an older person. Oh, absolutely! Look at so, Izzy and Scotch. So She's you, a punk. So you just hear because um, the video kind of starts out at someone's desk. And then it pans up to them, and it's like, "What's up? Sup, motherfucker? Sup? Oh. <gasps> Call me a faggot one more time. Sup? <laughs> it is fantastic." He's like, "Come on, faggot!" And he, with a thousand th- sons, slaps the shit right out of this kid. It oh is my like, God. and I'm not just saying just like a slap. This is like, I I don't know how the guy's head is still attached to his body. Because it's like if, he bitch slapped the bully. Yes. Okay. He the did. Bullied and it's like was it okay. is like everything that anybody has like as a, a gay man. Oh. It's like, oh. It's like it's like the hammer of Thor. It oh my just, god! And then he did it again. He did it again, and then he totally missed him. And then he's like, "Don't you ever fucking touch me!" And they cracks him again. It is the most fulfilling video I think I've ever seen. Okay, I just need to take a second and look it up. I love seeing people get bitch slapped for being dicks. There's nothing more instantly gratifying. Please hold. Checking the gate. Checking the gate. Okay. Clear. It is. Okay. Here it is. Is it on the Instagrams? Gay Twitter explodes (laughs) as bully teen claps back. I love gay Twitter. Yes. What's up? What's up, motherfucker? What's up? <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey, hey, George. This makes me so happy. <laughs> it is like God. I'm telling you, you pop off to the wrong homosexual, and they have decades of rage built up in them, whether they experienced I mean, it or not. Hence the riots. Oh my you know, God. Like in the 60s. 
I mean, if I, I were s- in that room, I would have taken off my earrings and cheered. I mean, one day someone is going to say something to me, and I swear to God, I hope they have a doctor because I will probably rip the skin off their skeletal frame. And I'm yes. not kidding. You're walking around on edge all the time anyway. You are. Yeah, I mean, you're anytime, ready for it. Anytime you're ready I'm for a at fight. a sports bar, I'm just like, I'm looking for the exit. I'm hopefully not against in the corner somewhere <gasps> because there's that there's that feeling that, that will always be there. Always. Yeah. It'll always. I one time. One once I was with a friend, and we we're at some kind of diner, and in the booth next to us, some guy was um, running his mouth and saying fags, and you know, like because the place that we were at had like drag queens, and because um, it, it was a diner in between like nightclubs and straight clubs and oh god, gay clubs or whatever. So um, anyone was there. It was pretty pretty New York for Chicago, uh-huh. and um, someone was you know saying. You know, just, just saying faggot and fag, blah, blah, blah. And I hadn't come out yet, and I'm just sitting there, and I am dressed for my night job. So I'm like, I had pretty tight black clothing on, and obviously probably looked pretty gay. And, um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say probably looked pretty hot. To be honest, <laughs> my pecs were in incredible shape. I had to leave the restaurant. I was so nervous and so frightened that I th- just started throwing up. <gasps> like outside the restaurant? Yeah. Oh my god! Because there's that fear that the anxiety. Like, there's the anxiety, like not everybody knew I was gay, and then the fact that there are people that hate you so much for no reason, and just because you're there. Yeah. I, so this little kid, I mean, I think Marcus watched it. He told me he watched it like five times already, and it was like bawling his eyes out. He's going to it sleep so, watching it. Like you're just like a triumphant moment yeah. of like, come at me! Yeah. I'm done! I'm done! Stop! Oh, I, I love. Kept doing, I kept doing it all morning. When I was like walking Jenny, I'm like, sup, motherfucker? Sup. <laughs> but you're doing it in Hell's Kitchen where everybody else is like, yeah, sup. Like, they sup. already know what it is. Yeah. I, that that <laughs> word is like, it sends a shockwave down my spine to hear it. Mm-hmm. And people are still saying it in this day and age. Mm-hmm. And the only person I feel like who could ever get away with saying it and having it be okay was Dom DeLuise. It always sounded funny coming out of his mouth. That was the only one who could ever get away with the F word. Just watch me. It's so simple, you sissy Marys. Give me the playback and watch me bang it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even say that word. Yeah. It makes me it makes me nervous. It's yeah. like Well, yeah. to, to tell me about it. it makes me incredibly nervous. Oh my god. But um anyway, I'm going to segue hard right now. Okay, I'm ready for you. So segue. last night I went to Oh god. Oh, um, guys. last night I went to that bat mitzvah. And I've only been to a bar mitzvah, but I was working it as a cater waiter. Mm. And I remember being there and being like, nothing's worse than this. Nothing. Because there's a thousand children that everyone's cutting line and they're just really nasty to you. And they can buy and sell you. Right. Mm-hmm. So they, I don't know where this behavior came from. I don't know, like, where did <laughs> they learn that? I, I don't kids. know. It's strange. I, yeah. And um, so... Uh, with that knowledge in my head, because it was like it was like one of the last events I think I worked at. I'm like I'm never fucking cater like doing a cater waiter job ever again yeah, because yeah. they're so entitled and so rude. You ran screaming. So then last night we had to go to the bat mitzvah, and um, it was at some kind of rental like space. Yeah, event space. Right. <laughs> rental space. A rental the, space. Yeah. Um, and it was, I'm like, Marx has never been to one. And he's like, holy Ugh. shit. The it's money like a, that goes into it, it's shocking. It's like a pre-wedding yeah. experience. It's, it's. I've seen bat mitzvahs where they're they're spending six figures on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did our wedding the DIY way. 
so, invite everybody over and we got chalkboards and mason jars. And, like and yet that. these kids are, are like, their parents are spending an obscene amount of money on bat mitzvahs to, uh-huh. to basically keep up with the Joneses. They're competing. Correct. Mm-hmm. So my favorite thing is to listen to what the DJ is playing. Oh, God. Because usually it's what? like... Um, Wait, can you know, I guess? all the kids are all the kids are like you know dancing. They know uh, like all the lyrics to the songs. I'm like, oh, interesting. Like some of the songs, I was like, yeah, I guess it's. I guess I listened to that too. But I mean, I guess a kid can listen to that song or whatever. And then another song comes on. I'm like, that's a little dicey. I can't remember what it was. And then there's the other one where it, I don't actually know the lyrics to the song other than shot, 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 shots, 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 shots. Like. And all Do you these, need to know any of the other lyrics? I don't know. I don't want to. Can you imagine if they were like really good poetry and we never heard it because all we hear is shot, 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 shot. But my all girl, these, I love you. <laughs> all these kids are just chanting shots. I don't even know if they know what the hell they're talking <laughs> no, about. They don't. But they're all like they're all like going crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, this is insane. Yeah, and meanwhile, they're like, face down, ass up. That's, That's the way, way we I like to fuck dads. Uh, uh. Oh, my. Anyway, so. <laughs> Trust fun in my butt. What? What? So then comes the portion where I have to pull this up because I had to screenshot this. So the guy, this, back to last night. So this guy, this gentleman is talking about his daughter, his 13-year-old daughter, and he's very nice, whatever. And um, they... They start dancing to the song. Oh no! And I'm like, oh, I'm number upset one, already. Okay, so it's not Daddy's little girl or anything extra creepy. Is no, it? no, 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 no. So the song plays, and I'm like, and everyone's watching them, and the, you know, the typical, um, that's so cute, and the asshole at the party, which would be the asshole, will be played by Patrick, Patrick O'Brien. O'Brien. Um, is just like looking at them and then looking up to the sky, like, wait a minute, that's not. <laughs> I wish I went with that's you. That's not this. right. So here's the lyrics, and I, and you'll probably know who I'm talking about. Okay. She was a fast machine. She kept her motor clean. <laughs> she was the best damn woman I had ever seen. Ew! She had the sightless eyes telling me no lies, knocking me out. With those American thighs. This no, is his daughter. He no. is dancing to ACDC. Shook me all night long with his 13-year-old daughter. Like a balladized version of it? I, I can't remember, but I just remember. I like, would black out. I looked to Marcus. I'm like, this is, this is a <laughs> father-daughter dance? And then the mother dances with her too. Bitch, better have my money, Wait, money, money. It goes on. Taken more than her share, had me fighting for air. She told me to come, but I was already there. <gasps> I am watching them dance, and I'm like, somebody, somebody, somebody turned this off. This. this is disgusting. <laughs> I was like, no. are you fucking crazy? What are we at Jeffrey Epstein's house? <laughs> I was like, but I'm like the only one that is listening to the lyrics. I'm like, this is literally a group of 200 people and everyone is okay with this. What the fuck? I am so glad you went to this pot for last night. Oh, I wish I could have been there with you. Um, oh my God. I, I, I turned to Marcus and I was like, wait a minute. I 
feel like I'm high. This doesn't make any sense. Wait, is he dating her now? Or did he just leave his wife for his daughter? What the fuck's happening? <laughs> this is Woody Allen's pot <laughs> I can't. My abs are killing me. Oh, my God. Oh, that made my day. And you were texting me from there. And, and I couldn't. I didn't know how else to get this out of my brain. <laughs> It was coming out of your pores. <laughs> I am so honored that I was the one that you thought oh, of it, to reach out. And I wish that I could have tuned in some more. The only question I asked you was, is there an open bar? Yes. And there had to be. Oh, my God. I didn't... It's the only way to survive that is with shots, 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 shots. <laughs> Oh, shots, so shots, was... shots. I feel like that is a perfect transition for me to say, it is time. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Larry King. Oh, then I must be his wife, Sean. Oh, shit. He's married. Oh, that's like the 15th wife, no. though. So pick anybody. Oh, God, I can't think of her name. Sean oh. King? And I'm Brooke Shields. Oh. <gasps> Oh, you and your bushy eyebrows, yes. And we are coming to you from the Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? What was that? Oh. What? Oh, this is horrifying. No. Oh, God damn it. What the hell? Where's what? this room? What? what? Uh, oh, God. What? Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Had I known you mic'd the bathroom, I probably would have just gone at Port Authority. I had chili. Oh, that was, wow. That went on for probably about six seconds too long. That yeah. was uncomfortable. Take out your paper straw. Why are you not traveling with your usual painful metal straw today? Who are you? I don't, I don't know where it is. Maybe it's in my bag. I think you left it at the bat mitzvah last mm -hmm. night, but that's okay because those kids are using it to ingest their cocaine in that's the bathrooms right. That's right. right now. You've given back to the good Off people. Off their dad's penis. Oh, God! <laughs> Knocking what? me out with those American thighs. Again, I mean, my eyes were like... like Crossing. Big as saucers. I cannot. ACDC. I can't wait until she dances with him at her wedding to pour some sugar on me. <laughs> it's good to know that we're setting up a precedent yeah. for the rest of her life. So we are bringing you, as we do every week, old school advice to new school problems. We're looking back at ye old write-in advice columns from Ann Landers and Dear Abby and seeing if they're entertaining and... Um, Etc. cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. If you don't know what it et is at this point, you need to go back and you need to listen to all of the podcasts because you know what? This is episode 31. We are bingeable now. How sexy is that? Oh. We have been creating content. Oh. Oh. Wow. It is Sunday morning, <laughs> isn't it? So if you want to um, tell us how much you enjoy us, and we, we really please. do want to hear from you, please, dear God, somebody make me feel better about my life choices by writing to any of us, dearpotofficial at gmail.com. Send us your advice questions. Please Check out do. dearpotofficial.com and follow us on all your social media at dearpodofficial. If you don't put that official in, I can't help you. Correct. Yeah. We have because a Facebook page. We have a Twitterverse. Whatever happened Instagram. to the guy who was, was sullying up our face page? I miss him. It was what? 
Remember the guy who was like posting pictures of himself in a bra or yeah. something? <laughs> nice. You know what? I'm inviting you back, sir. Yeah, come on back. Uh, I'm putting it out there in the universe. If you'd like to come back and show us your tatas, yeah. we'll accept those pictures. Yeah, who are we to judge? <laughs> who are we to judge? We're not the fathers who are dancing to our daughters to uh, rape me by Nirvana. Oh! Well, that's good. I'm searching in my brain all the raunchy songs. So this week's topic to do to take a hard left is weather. Oh, oh, something light, something fluffy. Something I talk about with my mom every day. And something we, we have talked about so much that we've actually created a whole different segment to do with the weather. So the Moth Report should be on fuego today. Si, es verdad. As fiery as the California wildfires right now. I hope that... Because I have friends in California, and some of them have been evacuated. I don't even exactly know what's happening right now. I feel like all of the western seaboard is just getting knocked out, and I'm very concerned about wine country. Mm. Well, as long as barefoot wine is still around. I don't think barefoot wine is created on any land, like any property. I don't know where they're getting the... It's called wine product. Haven't we talked about that? I think what we drank was a wine product. I think barefoot wine actually comes from the urinals at like some state prison. Yeah, they take out the urinal cake and they just squeeze yeah, it out. Like, That's and, a Chardonnay. Oh, let's call this one Penis Noir. <laughs> so yes, we're going to talk weather today. We have we have some articles prepared for you fine listeners. We do. Uh, to see what the ladies have to say about Ooh. weather. I had a hard time with this one, I'm not going to lie. It is a dull topic, but we will make it very exciting. It's not dull if we have to talk about it all the time. Talking weather. Talking about the like, weather. Like the weather girls, it's raining men. Um, it's raining I will say, man. weather reports are the one place where we can get away with being raunchy on TV and nobody really asks any questions. And I know that we're getting dicier with our content on TV now. I'm pretty sure I heard Big Bird say fucked the other day. I don't think you did. I'm pretty sure I did. You're like, God damn it, Snuffleupagus, is that you? Last year we had a storm that was coming and, uh, coming, mm. and uh, I heard the, the meteorologists go, the spreaders are here and we're ready to get plowed. See, just subversive enough. All right, so let's get to it. We've got, right. we've got articles that are not going to read themselves, good people. Well, no, they're not. I'm and curious they- to see. Um, who started first last time? I believe I did. All right, then I will so kick us off. why don't you do it? I've got a December one here. This one comes from the Reno Gazette Journal in Reno, Nevada, December 27th, 1961, a Wednesday. Hump day. Oh. Weather not that nasty. That's all. That was the title. Wow. That's it. Yep. Dear Ann Landers, while waiting for a bus on a nasty morning three years ago, one of my, one of the handsomest men in our neighborhood gave me a lift right to my office door. I've enjoyed his scintillating company these past three years and have saved well over $200 in bus fare. It was so good, it was too good to last. The bolt from the blue went like this. My dear, I've enjoyed your beauty and your conversation for a long time. I'm afraid, however, the animal is beginning to gnaw upon the man. Lest this phase of foolish forties leads me to irresponsible behavior, I'd prefer to confine my offer of transportation to days of inclement weather only. Now, Anne, this man sails by me every morning and waves. I don't know if I should admire him or heave a brick through his windshield. Is there a possibility that he was just fishing for an interesting proposal from me? Signed, Curbed. Mm. Dear Curbed, 
Not only is it possible, Buttercup, but it's so doggone likely that I'd bet my typewriter ribbon on it. The next time there's a tree-falling storm in the neighborhood, Pinup Boy offers you a ride, shout, No thanks! The weather isn't inclement enough! What an odd question. Well, but also, the letter he wrote her is like Shakespearean. Again, where are we? Regency England? Mm-hmm. My dear, I've enjoyed your beauty and your conversation for a long time. I'm afraid, however, the animal is beginning to gnaw upon the man. Dearest neighbor. Dearest neighbor, though it might be hailing outdoors, it's hailing in my pants. And to keep me from getting my rocks off, I have opted not to drive you anywhere any more. <laughs> Dearest neighbor, it is Fleet Week and there's so much semen around, I cannot possibly. It take is very you anyway. difficult to sift through the semen <laughs> to get you from point A to point B. The semen are thick. <laughs> Period. So he was driving, he was picking her up and driving her around. And now he'll only do it when there's shit weather outside. So basically, to keep this, himself from cheating, I guess. So she's her. really pissed off because now she can't save any money because he was just being nice, and he probably felt obligated because he kept doing it so many times. Uh-huh. And now, yeah, okay, yeah. I wonder well, if the the letter was a ruse. Then he just didn't feel like driving her ass around anymore because she wasn't paying well, for he gas. Could, well, also he felt obligated. Yeah. So maybe then he's he just, like, maybe he doesn't I can't. Want a company. Like, your beauty is too powerful for me. And I think I won't be able to control myself, so, you know, whatevs. Well, what else is he going to say? It's like, hey, I like to listen to Mariah Carey's Christmas album, and I like to sing it at the top of my lungs, but if I'm driving you, bitch, to work all the time, I can't fucking do it. It's the one perk I have in the morning. I know. So can Been it. there. I'll be in here singing ACDC and warming up for my daughter's bat mitzvah. Gross. Yes. Do it. All right. Oh. The Daily Courier. Connellsville, Pennsylvania. Friday. October 8th, 1971. Dear Abby, weather guessers, nobody's witch. Dear Abby, you probably will think I'm putting you on, but I swear this is true. My wife can predict the weather better than any weather forecaster you have ever heard of. No matter what the weatherman says, Dolly will say, well, we're going to have rain tomorrow. And sure enough, we'll have rain. Dolly not only predicts rain, but she can tell you if there's going to be a change in the weather 24 hours in advance. She says when her collarbone aches, Uh it was broken once, it means we are going to have a change of weather. And when her corns start to hurt, it means we will have rain or snow. Uh The guys who forecast the weather on on the television are wrong every once in a while, but my Dolly's predictions are never wrong. Tell me, Abby, is she just a good guesser? Or am I married to some kind of witch? Signed, Dolly's man. Dear man, neither. Dolly's no witch. Lots of people can predict the weather accurately by their aches and pains. I have no idea what the fuck this is talking about. I I don't know. I absolutely know what they're talking about. I once heard a guy in a Denny's go, I can feel the damp in my knee. And then it rained. And then he was urinating on himself. <laughs> well, yeah, because it was a Denny's. I mean... I'll have the pancakes and pee, please. Yeah, no, you can feel weather coming in your joints, especially as you get older. What? Sometimes I get up and I'm, my hip hurts and I'm like, oh, going to rain today. And it always does. Weather affects your 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 joints. Says who? Life. There, everybody. A- says everybody. I guarantee you. I... 
I sprained my ankle, and from now, oh, God. from that point on, I can mm. always tell you when we're going to get rain. Oh, great. yeah! If my mm. right ankle starts no, to keep hurt, going, yeah. No, oh, it's absolutely no, true. It's great. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> this is this is predicting weather with your. With is this your like joints. a thing in Mean Girls when the girl can predict the weather with her boobs? Yep, the bar- when the barometric <clears throat> pressure drops as bad weather moves in, this causes less pressure pushing on our bodies. Often patients say muscles, ligaments, and joints are stiffer or more painful during damp, cold weather, and they report feeling better in warm, dry weather. So you can feel it coming. That is the only psychic ability I really have. That's crap. That, and I can always tell you when Steel Magnolias is going to be on TV for some reason. Um, Those are my psychic abilities. I have the shittiest superhero powers ever. Why so, is that shitty? That's that is an amazing. Awesome. Well, the steel magnolias part is, but not predicting the weather with your. Why joints. do you like all of a sudden you're like in your kitchen, you're making the bleeding armadillo cake, and you're like, wait a minute, it's going to be every on tomorrow. T- every t- every on t- TBS <laughs> tomorrow at ten a.m. Steel Magnolias will play on TBS. Almost every time that I quote Steel Magnolias <clears throat> to somebody, it is on TV the next day. Now I know I'm playing a numbers game. Well, here. what what do you know? What's the quote that you roll out? Um. I can run to Texas and back, but my daughter can't. My that Shelby can't. She my never sh- could. Yeah. That, no, she says my daughter can't. But my daughter can't. She never could. <laughs> I could reenact it pretty, pretty much exactly at this point. What's I'm the other fine. One? I'm fine. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a good I just don't understand. I just want to. I just want to. I want to hit something until it feels as bad as I do. I just. I want to hit something. I want to hit it hard. Can you imagine? First of all, she's such, she's so intense because I just finished her book. She's so fucking intense that I can't even imagine the, like, all the other women that are there. First, you've got (laughs) Shirley MacLaine, who has a thousand past lives all present. You have Dolly Parton. She's bringing forward Genghis Khan. Dolly Parton, the nicest person, nothing ever bad is said about her or Mm -hmm. to her or anything. She's just watching this. You've got Daryl Hannah, who's just like white knuckling it in the whole show. You've got Olympia Dukakis, who is from my hometown, who apparently never shaved her legs in gym class. She's there. Also, uh, I've heard is a wonderful employer. I've heard that someone who is her assistant or was her assistant, she's one of the nicest people. That's goes a long way with me. Uh-huh. So if you have Sally Field who is spinning that monologue, it just like when you when they flash at the like at the rest of the the cast and they're watching her do it, yeah, like slack jawed. Like, Shit. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, she is never going to come down from this and craft services is going to be fucking awkward today. <laughs> like we, I am assuming there's not another take. Am I right? <laughs> am I right? <laughs> we don't, don't move the camera. Please don't move the camera around. Just handhold it, handhold it. Because there is a point where like the whole movie is stationary cameras, but you see the mm-hmm. camera chasing yeah. her. I mean, because you know that they were like, we're, we got one shot out of the gate. Go with it. She's going to need to relax and take like an Ativan after this and reset her body. For the next month, there is. Um, I read a lot about the behind the scenes of Steel Magnolias, and apparently, <gasps> that um, Dolly Parton had it really bad on the set because the director would na- like go after her all the time, which Why? I thought was really strange that it's a male director for an entire female cast. Well, you know, 80s, I know, I know, but still, time. but because he didn't like the way that she said anything, and blah, like, I'm yet like, she was you? like a shining beacon of light in that movie. Mm-hmm. How do you go after Dolly Parton? You have to be dead inside. You have to be a raging You're a sociopath. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. <clears throat> so let's let's move it along, shall right. we? We shall. 
This comes from the Daily Register in Red Bank, New Jersey, not too far, uh, July 24th, 1981, a Friday. The title is Snowbird Summer Squawk. Dear Adlanders, I am sick and tired of hearing about how all these people who live in Florida are victimized at vacation time by the snowbirds. Uh, Oh, wait, it's a Long Islander. Hold on. (laughs) Dear Ann Landers, I am sick and tired of hearing about how all these people who live in Florida are victimized at vacation time by snowbirds. I am one Long Islander who is very happy with the Four Seasons. Snow at Christmas suits me just fine. The condo owners can keep Florida. How about printing the other side of the story? Every summer since my Florida-based in-laws have retired, they come to spend the summer with us. They don't say so, but we know that in July and August, Florida is an oven. My husband and I are both career people. We have limited vacation time, which we would like to spend alone. We have been married for four years and have not even had one summer by ourselves. I might add that my husband is an only child and feels guilty about hurting his parents' feelings. My in-laws are not frail or elderly. They are in their 50s and in excellent health. To put it in plain language, I'm tired of playing Howard Johnson so that they can enjoy the winter in Florida and the summer on Long Island. Is there any hope or am I just stuck for life? No name, just feeling trapped. Dear feeling, can you stand them for two weeks? That seems fair to me. It would be lovely if your husband would write or phone and tell them which two weeks you would like them to come. Two extra people in a house or apartment is additional work no matter how no matter how unobtrusive they try to be. If your husband won't make the call or write the letter, it's up to you, lovey. And I hope it gets done soon, because the setup sounds like it's already an established pattern. If you don't alter it soon, it could go on forever. That is the longest question and longest answer. We've ever seen. Yeah. I know. For something, well. Pretty mint, like, yeah, not important. I mean, and, and weather-wise, it's how the weather has affected uh, this girl's situation. They stay for July and August. Two months of in-laws would make me Jesus put my Christ. head in an oven with a cup, a cup, a cup, of 350 degrees until golden brown. Um, if your in-laws came to stay with you for two months out no. of the summer. Done. Conversation's yeah. over. Yeah. That's it. I don't want anyone staying with me for two months. Two months. Even if you have the room, that's a lot. It's Even if I had the room, space. I would probably go to the hotel across the street and spend some time there. Yes. That's what I would do. Agreed. No. And I just wouldn't ever move to Florida. Unless their house burnt down to the ground or they were in a hurricane, then maybe. Extenuating circumstances aside. But I don't want someone there for two months. Every year is what she's saying. Well, it's only been four years. She made it seem like she's been married for 50 years. It's four years. Wow, you pay attention to detail. When did she say that? We've been married for four years. Isn't that what she said? Am I the only one paying attention? No. Are you here? Anybody? No, I'm looking is at it. The it. condo owners can keep Florida. How about, let me just see. Okay. Well. I'm just curious. Uh, you well. you sit there and give me some give me some thinking music. Oh, you're right. We've been married for four years. There it is. All right. Give me another article. The Hanford Sentinel, Hanford, California, Saturday, May 20th, 1972. 
Weatherman wants more sympathy. Dear Abby, as a television weatherman, I occasionally receive mail from viewers. Today I received a letter from a woman who has been terrified of thunderstorms since she was a small child. Worse yet, she says her husband makes fun of her for her childish fears. Abby, I have a feeling that there are many people who suffer from from not only such fears, but lack of understanding on the part of their families. Will you please appeal to your readers to be more sympathetic to those who are terrified of storms? Urge them to comfort, reassure, and calm the frightened ones instead of saying, Dummy, there's nothing to be afraid of. Those who fear storms react like frightened children, regardless of their ages. Also, if they are calmed and reassured, they will not be on the phone calling us when we are the busiest. Signed, Bill in Tornado Alley. Of course, his name is Bill. Dear Bill, you're all heart, but your plea for compassion to stormophobics, a word of my own creation, is worth passing on. Stormophobics. I don't know why the first thing I thought about was, what's the Helen Hunt movie? Uh, Twister. Twister. Oh, Helen Hunt. A classic Helen Hunt in Twister. Yeah. There's another movie I'll always watch when it comes on TV. I don't watch that. I don't get the Storm Hunter people. No. Um, I've also never heard of anyone being fearful of storms. Other than Oh, absolutely. Who? Um, kids. I know that my nephew <clears throat> is, was terrified for a while. I mean, like... Izzy. Yeah, Izzy gets terrified of storms. It's a pet. Of course. she. Can. That's another... Um, pets can predict weather. So sometimes when I'll be sitting in the TV room, I'm like, where, where'd she go? And she's hiding in like the furthest area of the house in the smallest little ball she can get herself into. And then it will rain like an hour later. She'll feel it coming. She can sense weather. Mm. Fun sidebar. Uh, you know, Jim Davis, who wrote Garfield, who created Garfield. Mm. Uh, did you ever read U.S. Acres, which was like his offshoot of that? No. He had a comic strip called U.S. Acres. And it always had one panel at the front that said that was a fun fact about something. And kids could write to Jim Davis and pitch their idea for whatever the fun fact would be. And I wrote to him and I said, animals can predict weather. And I gave him an idea of how he might want to animate it. And he used my fun fact. Wow. And I got a personalized letter from Jim Davis saying, thank you for sending me your fun fact about animals predicting weather. And why isn't this not framed somewhere in the lounge here? Because it has fallen into the bowels of my family's basement. It is in there somewhere, and we have got to find it. It's where's time the, to start Marie Kondoing the house. Oh, well, I don't even know. So all that stuff was in their house somewhere, and I don't know why. I think in the 80s we didn't have never, any sense of like, Googled we may it? want to save this stuff. I have never Googled it. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I never have. Well, You're it was so stupid. I feel like I'm recovering lost memories okay, today. Okay, well, here we go. Here we go. Jim Davis, U.S. Acres. Teddy used to have a Thunder shirt, which I don't ever think really worked, but. Oh, I have one for Izzy. I have I'm, to put her in it, and it does work. It calms her down. I think it basically calms him down because it's like a straitjacket. Once you put it on them, they can't really move. I mean, I'm all about that. I feel better if I have a straight jacket on. I know. It's cozy. It's like a hug box. Yes. Yeah. I'm wearing one now. Mm. Well, I'll have to look around and see if I can't find um, my panel when it made it to, to the paper. You definitely should. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I have a Jim Davis personalized letter somewhere in my parents' basement between the walk and the fry daddy that never got used. Now I want lasagna. 
Oh. Mondays. <laughs> I always mistake them for a Kathy cartoon. I know, because they're one and the same. Wow. Um, storms. People being afraid of storms. Yeah. That's all I have to say on that. So I've I, only been afraid of tornado warnings. That's all. Oh, my God. I was in Indiana when we got a real tornado warning, and we had to go down into the basement and like hide in a bunker. That was a legit threat. My mom and I were driving through Sheboygan um, from school. and Is that a real situation, or are you literally just making that up because I say Sheboygan is a punchline all the time? No. Sheboygan is between um, Milwaukee and... Uh, Green Bay. Oh my God. And every time I drove past it, it was the worst weather. I, I something about Sheboygan that it was the worst weather. And my mom and I had to pull, it was so bad. There was, we ever, there was like torrential downpour where you l- legitimately couldn't, you had to stop your car because you, you couldn't see. see. Yeah. And then it was hailing and then it was dark. And we were, it, it there was like a tornado in the area. Weather is terrifying, scary. Terrifying yes. because you're on a you're on a highway and, and there's I'm sorry, nowhere for you to go. We have no control over any of that. Any right. sort of idea that we do. Uh, George Carlin did a bit about the fact that like don't worry about mother nature. She's going to take care of herself. She's going to kick us all off and she'll be like, "Fuck you. I'm done with this." We have no control over all that stuff. Tsunami videos scare the shit out of me. And storm surges, which by the way, I feel like is a good porn name. Storm surge. Storm surges. Tsunami is terrifying if you watch that Naomi Watts. Uh, oh my God! I saw that in the movie theater. That is terrifying. And with a sexy Ewan McGregor by her side, that but is. It to takes see you that. inside of it, and to hear and to watch it all, like that's. It feels very real because we are so um, conditioned to like not like we watch explosions and like oh that's amazing, but when you see, when you like see all like the debris and stuff like swimming around, you're like, yeah, imagine all that. Attacking and that really happens mm-hmm. on islands. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing keeping me from moving to Hawaii. That and two million dollars. Okay. Mm. I think it's time for the moth report, ladies and gentlemen. Given that the theme this week is weather, this is an extra special moth report coming to you. She's going to tell us about the weather where she's standing, and maybe we'll get weather for other places, like she did the very first time we did the moth report. Let's give her a call. Let's see what's happening. I just want to know why. I want to know that baby will ever know how wonderful his mother was. Turn up the phone! I ever know what he did for Oh, are you calling the right number? Is she for real right now? Amazing. I hope she puts us through to her voicemail. This is the first time on the Moth Report we've ever... Oh my God, we got the voicemail. Hi, this is Ellen Maguire. Please leave a message and I will get <laughs> back with you as soon message. as I can. Thank you. Start saying something, Patty. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Do you like wrestling? Where are you? We're calling you for the weather report and we can run to Texas and back. But my mother can't. <laughs> Okay, hang up. Let's call her again. This is very embarrassing. This is this is unnerving. We're gonna have to invert Jeez. everything. Well, what? what? Are you what? fucking crazy? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? We're trying to call you for the moth report, and nobody's picking up any phones. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even know what I You're going to be sorry, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you've upset Patty. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't even know. Hold on. Hold on. You won't be able to plug it into that. You got to. Here. Let me. Hold on. Oh, now you're not ready. All right. This is. This is embarrassing. Is that going through? All right. Finally. Patrick okay. is sitting here looking gorgeous and being upset with you. Uh, oh. Did you call? I can't believe I missed it. You, I must have been talking. Missed, and this theme this week is weather. I know. And it's so pretty out. Just it's like the summertime November. weather, you've let us down. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I'm go sorry. ahead now. I'm Tell us what's happening. It's always been a hobby of mine. It sure has. You you do enjoy the weather. Don't, didn't you oh, feel like it. you could be a meteorologist at one point? Yeah, yeah. I, I really should have. But like, uh, you know... We're talking way back when. But didn't <laughs> you also want to be an oceanographer, but you're kind of scared well, of yeah, scuba but like, diving? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't like going underwater. So, <laughs> so, so that took care fun. of that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dreams died because of fears. As so we just came do. actually from Tommy's football game. That was the last game of the season. Yay. And, uh, yeah, they did good. It was a uh, good game. Freezing cold out though. Um, so tell us, it's, so it's very cold there, is it? But it's sunny, crisp fall day? Yes, yes. And like the leaves are already down, so it's very november looking. And we're, we're coming up quickly to Thanksgiving, and then we're going to be catapulted into the Christmas season, which I won't even go there. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, actually, it's very November, very perfectly normal. It's very November. Cold. And what can yep. we anticipate for the week? Uh, well, more of the same. Uh, M-O-T-S, as uh, one of our meteorologists in the Boston area used to go. Mots? Mots. More and the was, same. Who is the More meteorologist the in the Boston area? Oh, well, uh, Dick Albert used to do that. He used to use initials all the time, but I think he's gone now. Dead <laughs> so, gone or you, just retired? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's The sad. first one. Um, I have two questions. Up, I have yes. two questions for you. Um... <laughs> This is a debate that's going on here. It's, can you predict the weather by your joints? Yes, I can. See? <laughs> now, when it's going to rain, where do you feel that it's going to rain? In my knees. And uh, and I'm not the only one. This is kind of like well-documented. It, I think Thank it's you! The, the, the moisture in the air or something. You know, if it's a, a crummy day, you just feel lousy. But that's why a lot of people go to Arizona because it's very dry out there and a lot of people that have bad arthritis go do relocate out there because you're more comfortable but I'm not about to do that so I'm just going to have to <laughs> live with this you're going to so live with the pain I'll just, and you feel I'll it just, in your knees so you yeah, can yeah you can, well I, I mean like I feel it in my my elbows my wrists everything so I'm you wake up and you say to to you turn to my father and or, you say or who's ever up or whoever uh, she's sharing a bed with there, yes, yeah yeah um <laughs> Frankie Avalon, Omar Sharif, whoever, Scrooge. Alistair Sim, you turn to him yeah, and yeah. you say, I and can feel the damp in my knee. We're getting rain. He's like, yes. that's urine, honey. That is. <laughs> sorry about it. So, so sorry. Sorry. I'll use the rubber sheets next time. It, it'll be fine. Um, yes. So Don't I'm glad that it. you can you can back me up on this one. Yes, and my other question is, do you like steel magnolias? Oh, yes, I love Steel Magnolias. Well, you always watch, watch it when it's it on every TV. Time it's on TV. The very first time you watch it, though, you end up crying along with them 
because it's such a sad movie. I know. And uh, after that, you know, you harden yourself. So I, I mean, I've seen it like six times. Even if it's on TV, I'm flipping around the dial. I tend to watch it. So always, who is your like favorite character? Woman. You know, there are some movies you tend to keep watching over and over again. Baby, my boom. favorite character. Oh, well, my it, my favorite character. What in Steel Magnolias? Yeah. Uh oh, God. Um, I like Truby. You are a Truby girl. Yes. Yeah, I'm a Truby girl. Yeah, she's good. She seems to be the head of reason in in that flock of uh, women. <laughs> <laughs> The head. I, don't I am going to call myself head of reason from now on at, at Pineapple Ranch Productions. And I'm going to put that on my business cards. Head of reason. Head of reason. Yes. Mm. That sounds like a department. I'm head of the reason department. I sure am. Yeah. yeah well, absolutely. I want to thank you so much for this enlightening moth report and for confirming. Uh, sorry about that. It was. I'm sorry I missed your call. Uh I must have the bell turned off. <laughs> I've been waiting for you, so. Patty, do you want to register any more disappointment with my mother before we hang up on her? <laughs> no, that's enough. Do you think that she's learned okay. her lesson? I, cannot, I, cannot, I hope so. Yeah. I can only take just so much, you know, a day, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, the daily flogging has come to a close. Okay. Uh, I want to thank you for confirming that you can indeed feel the damp in your joints and predict when weather will be changing. I can, I can. And, and like Truvy says, when I wear black, I attract everything but boys and money. So, boys, uh, I never, what? Oh. She doesn't know whether he doesn't know whether to scratch his watch or wind his butt. Yay! Yay! There it is. <laughs> that was fantastic. I'm so proud of you for finding the best Truvy quote. I thank you so much for the moth report this week. And uh, you're welcome. Sorry, there wasn't too much weather in there, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Okay, ma'am. Have a good one. All right. All right. Okay. Mm. Bye bye, everybody. Bye, Daddy. Bye, Jim. I love bye. you guys. Love bye. She can feel the <clears throat> damp in every joint. She's like Slim Goodbody. Who's Slim? Or Goodbody? she's she's more like the Tin Man. She just needs oil. Oh, good to oil can. When it comes to pain and suffering, she's right up there with Elizabeth Taylor. There it is! Truvy did have the best quotes in that movie. She just gems of wisdom, you know. Wait, what was that? In a good shoe, I wear a size six. But if seven, seven feels, feels so good, good I buy a size eight. eight. <laughs> you can't write like that anymore. Nobody can. Looks like two pigs fighting under, under a blanket. blanket. <laughs> I just saw him at the Piggly Wiggly. And, and I, I smiled at the son, son of a, of a bitch. bitch. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> oh, well, we could keep doing that the entire time, but I'm saving some of that. I'm saving all my love for you mm. and for our listeners, because you know what it's time for? <gasps> listen to me. Listen to me. I've got some sugar in my purse. Go and give me the juice, Shelby. The juice is better. Drink the juice, Shelby. Cooperate, please. If that were made into a musical, there would absolutely be a number called Drink the Juice. Mm-hmm. Mm. But this week, we are taking your questions and we are giving you answers as we do every week. Listener mail is our favorite segment, so please send us any questions that you are needing wisdom upon to dearpodofficial at gmail.com. We receive them, we love them, and then we touch you and maybe touch ourselves so on that fabulous sexy note i'd like to kick us off if you don't mind um no one wants to hear about that grape shit 
That's, I think, one of my favorite I don't go to the theater because I can nap at home for free. All right, it's time. All right. Dear Pod, we are. this is a very holiday-heavy listener mail week, by the way, apropos as we are coming up on Thanksgiving and Christmas, so we have a couple of holiday-specific pieces of listener mail. Go ahead. Dear Pod, we are starting to plan our holiday travels, and I have a question. While I love my husband very much, his family stresses me out, and I'm already stressed with work, commitments, and the like. We normally visit his family for a week, and after that I need to take another vacation to shake what the stress has done to my body. Is it wrong of me to suggest to shorten our trip, a quick in and out, or do I have to suck it up and plan on losing my mind for an entire week? Signed, Holiday Hell. Dear H.H., In the words of Ellen Griswold from the timeless classic film National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, I don't know what to say, but it's Christmas and we're all in misery. (laughs) One week is too long to spend with anyone, much less a group of blood relatives. Spending a whole week with my Jules' family would end with me walking into the woods never to be heard from again. (laughs) Remember the advice I gave to another faithful listener. Marriage is a compromise wherein neither of you actually gets what you want. Tell your husband, when it comes to holiday family time, less is more. Simply say, if you don't shorten this trip, one of us will be opening up a body bag under the Christmas tree. Simple and to the point. Keep holiday visits like Reese Witherspoon, short and sweet. If hubby doesn't see your side, behave as you would in a zombie apocalypse and leave him behind to die a painful death. And Pleasant. Factual. Damn it, I'm pleasant. I'm pleasant! I'm pleasant! <laughs> I think maybe we should just be in it. I, I think we should do a What if we, we did a, a two-person for... Steel Magnolias? Yeah. Do you realize well, how would successful you that... I, oh, oh, well, so if we're just doing two people... Well, you, um, we'd have to... So we'd have to divide the parts. You'd be... Because um, there are no men no. in the stage production. And I'll be Weezer, and you would be... Olympia Dukakis role, name escaping me right now. Uh, 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 Clary. Yes, you'd be Clary, I'd be Weeza. Okay. Um, you'd be Shelby, uh. don't you think? Because you're the pretty one. I'd be Malin, because I'm the shrew. You get all the good parts. You get you oh, get to no, be Sally wait. Field and Weezer? What are you Do you want me crazy? to give you a nil? No! Who the fuck wants Do you to want, be a nil? You want to be too? No one wants to be a nil. <laughs> Well, what are you fucking nuts? But she's cute no and quirky. Wants Daryl Hannah. Well, it's 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 a sleeper role. It is. Do not That's sleep on she's an L. Sleeping during the whole thing. <laughs> she's not. She has no fucking lines. She does have an arc. She has a character arc. She goes through something and she ends up on the other side a little bit more mellow than when she came in. Anyway, what's your answer? <clears throat> Dear Holiday Hill. I guess the long-awaited planes, trains, and automobiles of the holiday season is quickly approaching. It's like having a giant, thick milkshake from Portillo's, only to realize that you're lactose intolerant, hate the taste of chocolate, and are 30 minutes away from the nearest restroom. Nobody likes to travel over the holiday, unless you're a subway vigilante. So do what's best for your marriage. Whip out your daily planner and get a sense of what you can put up with. Two days? Three days, perhaps? 
What will it take for you to survive the holidays and not have you arrested on the front lawn screaming, It's Christmas, damn it! It's Christmas! For the love of Christ, it's Christmas! All the while, covered in eggnog, tinsel, and what remains of a plate of pigs in the blanket and mustard. Sell your partner on what is best for you both to make it out of this holiday season without getting a divorce or on trial for the brutal murder of a family of ten on Christmas morning. Remember, this is supposed to be fun, right? Not the Manson murders with mistletoe. Plan your holiday travel conversation early so it is out of your mind and set up right. And when you arrive at your in-law's house with your light-up sweater and antlers, pouring your seventh glass of Pinot Grigio at 10 a.m. while your cousin is dressed as Mrs. Claus singing Juice Newton's holiday hits, slowly remind yourself, one day more. Just one day more. I actually think that that's what that song was originally about. One day more, another day with my family, this never-ending road to drunken behavior. These men who seem to know my crime will surely come. One day more. I'm going to rewrite all the lyrics to One Day More to do with with surviving the holidays. We're always taking one for the team. Somebody's taking one for the team always in a holiday situation. I do uh, appreciate when someone falls on the sword because, um, I mean, in a family of eight of us, oh. there's always someone that has something, and it's like, uh, and when that when that that gift is given on the holidays, you can just watch everyone kind of relax because, like, oh, thank God, it's not me. <laughs> Wait, you mean the one that has to to when post? No, when there's someone that is just that it's like someone is just going to ruin Christmas. You're like, oh, thank God, it's not me. <laughs> It's just like you just fucking relax. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'll have another glass of wine. Yeah, this, this is, is not be, my year. Because this is going to be fantastic <laughs> to watch. I'm going to sit here. I don't have to say a fucking word. My sister just brought home a <laughs> shitty emo boyfriend. I, this is her year. It's her year. Oh, just like when one of your nieces or nephews walks in and just everything about it is wrong. You're like, okay. Oh, my God, a half-shaved head. I'm totally oh, not going to talk about this <laughs> because everyone else will. All right. Next piece of listener mail, Dear off. Pod, my husband and I have older parents who count on us to host the holidays. We are happy to do this as our parents get along well and always have a genuinely good time whenever we get together. Each year, usually a week before any holiday, I get a call from my mom saying that her sister and her husband don't have a place to celebrate. My attitude is usually, the more the merrier. But this couple, particularly my aunt, has a way of bringing up bringing our friendly party atmosphere down to awkward. As a hostess, I want to respect my guests and provide a fun gathering, but I also don't want my mom worrying about her sister being sidelined by her own children on Turkey Day. Thoughts? Signed, hostess with the mostess. Mm. Go in. Guests. Dear hostess, you know, I have a policy that I have engraved on my invitation that reads, No more guests, please. I learned this trick from my good friend Isabella Rossellini. Even my friends must adhere to the simple, even my parents must adhere to the simple rule. It cuts the crap of picking up Sally's, of Sad Sally and Miss Sad Pants, the wayward pilgrims looking for a table filled with holiday succotash. Some say it's harsh, and yet, I don't care. See, the art of hosting the perfect party also depends on the guest list. And when you have a rogue attendee, things can go haywire. 
Now, just last Christmas, I was attending an event at Rose Maria Cacciatore's home on the fabulous North Shore of Chicago. Simply a divine time of grasshoppers and gin martinis. Simply smashing. Just as we were about to sit for dinner, the doorbell rang. Rose's final guest, Tammy McMichael, shows up, and not alone. I hope you don't mind, she says. My friend Loretta Curry didn't have plans, so I thought she could be my plus one. Rose, the wonderful hostess she is, she smiled and welcomed them both. Then under her breath, she said to me, I didn't give her a plus one, for a reason. By the time Rose made it to the kitchen, you could see steam coming out of her ears. You see, Loretta Curry has the personality of someone who's been locked up in solitary confinement who eats her hair and draws Ziggy cartoons with their feces. Loretta had a way of torpedoing every topic. Talking about Sal's wedding, she mentioned the divorce rate. Ted Randall winning the Kentucky Derby, she brought up the number of euthanized animals that often ended up in the deli counter at Treasure Island. By the time dessert rolled around, everyone looked as happy as a date trapped at Jeffrey Dahmer's dinner table. Normally, the festivities go into the wee hours of the morning, listening to Patty Page or Sandra Dee. But that night, people dropped like flies. By 9.30, I excused myself to feed my cat. And I don't even have a cat. In fact, I'm horribly allergic. Allergic, but I'd rather rub my face in a furry puss than suffer through suicidal Loretta Curry and her menagerie of mental illness. My dear, you can't uninvite someone because it's just rude. So pull your guest aside, and t- who added their plus one, and read them the riot act. If their guest is a clunker and their conversation goes over like Father Peter babysitting your brother Billy after swim class, it's their fault. Mm. I-, I personally agree with you. I do. I, I, there always ends up being rogue guests, especially Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the wayward child holiday. Have you ever seen an invitation where, where it says no additional guests, please? No, have you? Yes. But I guess you do have to kind of lay it out. I mean, I, we don't do professional invitations like that. Well, have you ever been... Like to a holiday party, it said no additional guests? Yeah. Like not weddings aside, because we know that those right. are very specific right, right. numbers. But I mean, like, have you ever gone like you plan for dinner and you're like, oh, it's going to be me and so and so and so and so. And then all of a sudden you show up and there's three strangers. And you're yes. like, Oh, fuck. It happens all the time at our Thanksgivings. All the time. But it's like, OK, well, now this is different. So yes. you can't like. Be- I know. And it's a weird thing because I feel like. I mean, personally, I'm going to speak on this and then I'm going to give you the, the Abby. I mean, the Anne response. But I feel. I can't imagine being invited to a, like a specific dinner at somebody's house and then being like, I'm just going to grab three more people and bring them with me. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a strange uh, invasion of something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I It feels very non-open-hearted to be like that. But truly, I wouldn't think to, if I got invited to somebody's house for Thanksgiving or like a Christmas Eve party or something, grab like five people and bring them along. And yet it happens sort of all the time to us. And and we roll with it to a certain point, but we did have to shut it down last year because there was just, it's too, it, it's too much. And mm-hmm. and the person who was responsible for bringing all these extra people never seemed to have a problem with it, thinking like, they'll be fine, they'll be fine, they'll be fine. But it changes the timbre of the vibe mm-hmm. of you the, the night that you want to create. See, I would never, I would never just... I'm like happy to be invited, period. Yeah. So I never would grab a handful of people yeah. to bring with you. Yeah. Unless someone was like, hey, can I come with you? I would never say absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would always reach out to uh, the host or hostess first. 
because yeah, well, it's yeah. really up to them. But it is also, also because if they don't like them. But it's a weird position to even put the host in because then now the host is being dealt like, oh, you want to bring this and this and this person or that person. And you're like, well, I, as the host, you, you don't want to say no to the people that you've already invited. Because sometimes well, that ricochets on you and you're like, you know what? And you're trying to be diplomatic about it. I'm trying to be diplomatic in how I'm answering this right now. Well, I mean, honestly, when sometimes when people don't ask and then I show up and it's someone that I don't like, that I legitimately have a difficult time yes. in social situations. And now you're in an awkward position yeah. where you're like, I wouldn't have done this if this person was going to be here or, you know, but also by on the host side of things, you feel bad telling somebody that they can't bring this other random sure. person. And then they now you're all of a sudden you're hosting this wonderful, wonderful event and now you probably feel guilty. Well, right? yeah, or it's ricocheted in that they say, okay, well, you know what? We feel bad. We sort of said we, want, we weren't going to leave this person, so we just won't come. Okay, don't Thanksgiving. come. Thanksgiving. Well, okay. then it makes me feel bad because I was like, I wanted you here. I wanted you two here. I didn't want the three people that you've just asked to bring along. But that's that. I feel like that is no longer. You should just be like, you should just take that over sh- shirt right off. Like that is no longer. Oh, it something. sucks though. Because yeah. then it's like, but I invited you because I want you here. You right. know, I want you present at my thing. Yeah, and, but I don't want your three shitty friends. Yeah, it, but it's a weird position to put people in. I just wouldn't do it. That's all I'm going to say. Read your letter, Shelby. Oh, I forgot that I even had one. I went on. Okay, all right. <laughs> Dear Mostus, I feel you, honey. Every year, my Jules's sister always springs a surprise guest on us at the last minute. Usually, it's one of our new boy toys that she found sleeping at the end of a bar. And every year, we hold our breath, waiting to see how many random goobers will be awkwardly darkening our doorstep. Last year, I said to her, hey, Betty. How about this year you fly solo rather than bring another Tom, Dick, or Jason around? She got all huffy and blotchy and said, well, why wait? Maybe I'll just fly solo right now. And she stormed out, grabbing a Cheesecake Factory cookies and cream cheesecake as she went. And I felt awful. People love that cheesecake. In 1943, Norman Rockwell painted his famed Freedom from Want, a portrait of an idyllic family gathered around a table, faces beaming and happy as Grandma Moses or whatever places a huge turkey before them. If he were to paint that now, it'd be teenagers on phones, drunk aunts, fighting couples, and Grandma Moses rotating between puffs of a Marlboro Red and a CPAP device. The landscape has changed, but it's still family nonetheless. Unfortunately, these are the ones you're stuck with, but fortunately, it is but once a year. Except at the rates we're going with the stores, we're prepping for everything in August. I say do what I do. From now until January 2nd, wake up, take a huge belt of whiskey, look at yourself in the mirror and say, you got this. If you accept the fact that the holidays are a shit show of egos and compromise, you'll get through them easier. Bite your tongue, my dear, and wash the blood down with a healthy pour of gin. Godspeed and pray that Santa puts CBD oil in your stocking. There you have it. There you have it. A little a little holiday dropping wisdom. Dropping it like it's hot. Dropping like it's hot. At a bar mitzvah. Yeah. Yes. 
Speaking of shot, 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 We don't know where the improv takes us. We just go along for the ride. So this week's cocktail in honor of our weather theme is the dark and stormy. One of my favorites. Discovered in life by the multi-layered producer of Dear Pod, James Jules Ferris. I don't write these things, by the way. I just read them like a puppet. So in a highball glass, you want to combine two ounces of Gosling Black Seal rum, fill with ginger beer, and a squeeze of lime. Pretty straightforward. Oh, yes, you'll see on our fabulous highball glass, we do have the ass of a, a male Prince. dancer. I wish I looked like that. Well, with enough work, we can all look like that, thanks to M-Sculpting. So here's some tasting notes. Better batten down the hatches. It looks like it's going to be a gully washer. When weather prohibits your plans for the day and plans get thrown out the window because they closed the damn roads and delayed all the trains, I find it best to have a cocktail idea in mind to help the day seem a little brighter. And when I don't want to think too hard and complicate things, I turn to the dark and stormy. Just a no-nonsense, no-fuss, simple highball. A. First cousin. To say, oh, <laughs> there's a period after A. <laughs> A I am period? so literal. A, a period first cousin. A period first cousin. I thought you were listing something. A first cousin to, let's say, the Moscow Mule. This delicious little drink is a song in a glass. High notes of ginger with low notes of rum. Spice that help you sing the blues away when the weather is kicking all of your daily plans directly in the crotch. That is the dock and, and the stormy. So, Chin Chin, give me a little cheers. Cheers. Oh. Oh. Drink like you're at a bot for baby. Cha, cha, cha. That almost came out my nose. Oh, this is oh, nice. That's delicious. You forget that a classic is simple, that's straightforward. Why it's a that is why it's called a classic, and it's very enjoyable. A little kick of lime in there. Mm. Oh, yeah. I like ginger beer because I feel like it cuts through all the crud in my throat. Mmm. If you're going to drink dairy, chase it with a ginger beer. I love this so much, but I really like the glass. I love the glass. And you can check that out on our Instagram, at DearPodOfficial, where we have all of our drink recipes and pictures of the drinks so you can see what they can look like. And specifically this week, you're going to want to tune in and check out The Dark and Stormy because it is a, a male review dancer with assless chaps on showing us his best feature. I'm aroused by the glass. Okay, let's keep it in your pants, damn it. I really shut, like shut, that. Shut, 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 shut. I think that might, I think that might have been when I had um, your Liza Minnelli. Shut. I'll be at the bar. Hey, this bar mitzvah is absolutely fantastic. I went to one where Lady Gaga performed, and I would love to do some shut, shut, shut. Well, while I see uh, the the is it the bride who's getting married? Is she married to Jesus? I'm so confused. But I'd love to sing "Ring Them Bells" for you. There's just not enough fuck words. In it, you know. I'll Lazarus. drop some f bombs if you're dancing with your father right now. Face down, ass up. That's the way I'm in the club. Club shots. 